Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for this day, this platform, this opportunity. We I thank God for for that uh introduction. Amen. I'm glad she added at the end that uh she's not perfect. No, I'm not. I'm here to tell you I am not perfect, but I love the Lord. I love his word. Um, I don't always get it right, hallelujah, but uh, uh, if that were the case, then uh, uh, the nails that we put in his hands would have been there in vain. So I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, my need, hallelujah, is based upon uh, Christ, based upon Jesus, hallelujah. And I, I wear it. I wear it proudly. I wear it boldly, hallelujah. I don't think there's anyone who knows me that doesn't know uh, uh, the love of Jesus that I carry in my heart. Hallelujah. So, uh, uh, and that's from corporate America, the stores I go in to the bank to, I, I just love them. So anybody that'll listen, hallelujah. I'm sure, uh, uh, given that great commission, hallelujah. Amen. So I just want to go ahead. Our, our scripture today um, is taken uh, from the two books of Proverbs, uh, chapters 29 and 30. Proverbs chapter 29 and 30. Um, and if, if we have a, a, a title today, we're going to entitle this message, uh, Vision Denied. Vision Denied. And so uh, we're going to go straight into his word, we thank God for his visitation with us today. Hallelujah. So we'll, we'll start um, um, with vision denied. Vision denied. Vision denied. Everything. Everything that stands, everything that stands upright. Everything that stands upright has a foundation. Hallelujah. We have a foundation. The foundation uh, of uh uh, uh, the body, the physical body, the back, hallelujah. Uh, the, but everyone has uh, everything that stands upright has a foundation, hallelujah. And it depends on the foundation and how long that structure remains standing upright, hallelujah. So, so what is foundation? Let's get into the word of God today. Uh, foundation is the basis on which something stands or is supported. Without this, what happens? We fall. So without foundation, we fall. Without a proper foundation, we fall. Foundation also means funds given for permanent support of an institution. Come on, let's take all the foundation. This is Webster's. I, I, it is, it, there's no great revelation. I just got it from Miriam. And this foundation, is, this kind of rang to me, so I'm going to put it in here, uh, but it does lend a purpose. So foundation is also makeup that is used as a base to ensure a flawless coverage and long-lasting stay. I like that. So a foundation 
ensures a flawless coverage and a long-lasting stay. Hallelujah. So as we go, let's turn first to Luke. Luke, if you will, turn to Luke 6 and 48. Luke 6 and 48. We'll see what Luke says about foundation. In Luke 6, 48, it says, He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. Hallelujah. We've heard that a lot. It's that house that's built, not on on sand, but it's the house that's built on the rock. So without a solid foundation, the structure of whatever you are building will not last long. Without a solid foundation, the structure or whatever you're building will not last long. When trials come, it'll fall. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of a nativity scene that my brother built. And my brother built this. He's four years older than me. May he rest in peace. Hallelujah. He is home with the Lord. And so he made this really nice nativity scene. I wish, you know, I was like, oh, gosh, I wish uh, my teachers would let us make something this elaborate. But he was in fifth grade, and what they did was they took a block of styrofoam, just a white styrofoam, and they poked popsicle sticks around the edges to form somewhat of the walls of the barn. And then they they made the roof with the same type of popsicle sticks, and and they glued it on and glued it in, and 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 it, and it was nice. We used it every Christmas. They gave them little little animals and mangers, and it was just a really nice. It, it's something that I always remembered at Christmas time. Is that nativity scene? And over time, the styrofoam foundation began to struggle a little bit. It began to become worn, and 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 now the barn itself was sturdy. So the walls and the structure was sturdy. And so uh, over the years, it began to wear. And, of course, we had to, to find another foundation. Uh, in about 20 years, we had to go and replace that. But that, that stood vividly in my mind because the structure wouldn't have uh, properly stood without that firm foundation. So let's get into our key uh, verse, Proverbs. We're going to take the main verse today from Proverbs 29 and 18. 29 and 18. 29 and 18 of Proverbs says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law Happy is he. I'm going to read that again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he 
that keepeth the law happy is he. And I like Proverbs, and I like uh, how Solomon uh, uh, tends to do a lot of one thing, uh, 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 colon, another thing. And, 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 and it's fun for me. It's like a riddle because I try to see, like, how does that have to do with that? And how does this come together and, and, and form what statement is he trying to make? What, what, what morsel of wisdom is he trying to release in this? And so, again, I, I did the same thing. And, 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 again, it states where there is no vision, the people perish. That was one part. The other part is, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. It, it's not random. Solomon didn't throw random stuff out. It, it, it went together. And so I began to really pray, and this, this verse stuck out to me. And so as I began to search the scriptures and God began to lead, um, I began to dig just a little deeper, and, and today's message is, is what he revealed. So law means direction or instruction. So that's what law, we know that God wrote the law and the tablets for Moses, and, and that became the direction or instruction to the people. But this word happy, I like happy, you know, us Christians like to use joy. You know, happy, we say, happy is contingent upon external things. And why happy? Why did he pick the word happy? Well, here in the Greek, happy means blessed. And, and, and I began to think about that, blessed. Blessed is past tense. It's past, you, you, blessed. And, and, and it became to me, I just began to see a stamp, you know, those big stamps, like void, and you just, a big old stamp, paid, a, a humongous stamp, you know. Uh, they slam it down and send it on. And, and so God, that's what blessed means to me. It, it means that he stamped me. He's, he put a stamp on me, and, 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 and we're going on. He stamped me, blessed, and he sent me on. Hallelujah. So let's dissect this. Let's dissect this verse. It says that where there is no vision, it equals what? People perish. So there's death. So where there is no direction or instruction, there is death. Where there is no law, those are not blessed. So when there is no direction or instruction, you're not blessed. So when there is no vision, I apologize. Where there is no vision, there is death. Where there is no vision, no goal, no, nothing to strive for, there's death. Where there is no law, no instruction, or, or, or no direction, people are not blessed. They don't get that stamp, not the stamp. So the opposite then rings true. With vision, there is life. Hallelujah. When you have a goal, when you have a destination, there's life. And with the law, with direction, and with instructions, you're blessed. You're blessed. And that's the stamp. Blessed. Stamp. Move on. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4, and this is a very common scripture on vision, but we'll take a look at it. Uh, God brought a 
couple things out for me that I hadn't seen in times past. That's Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4. I know many of you have read this verse and applied it to personal vision, but today we will look at it from your foundational vision. Hallelujah. Two says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Hallelujah. God wrote this law on tablets for Moses. So he wrote the law. He gave him the direction and the instructions. Verse 3 says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it surely it will surely come. It will not tarry. And this verse reminded me of the day of Pentecost at the first outpouring. So he gave them direction, and then he said, but wait for the appointed time, because in verse 2, he wrote those directions on a law, of the law on tablets. But in 3, hallelujah, he poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, hallelujah, and, 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 and he wrote the law then in our hearts that it was no longer on tablets, that then we, our spirits, were then regenerated, hallelujah, we no longer needed written law on the tablets because now on the day of Pentecost, God poured out his spirit upon man that we could be regenerated, hallelujah, and now that vision that he put on the tables is now the vision that becomes the foundation for our walk, hallelujah. In verse 4, it says, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. And that's the whole walk. Hallelujah. So now the spirit is right. We got the spirit right in three because it's living within us. Now we got to get the soul man right together. And we have to live out that salvation. We have to live out that vision so uh, Habakkuk took a whole nother different meaning for me here, that the vision, the ultimate, you've got to have a foundation in your vision. God just can't tell you something to do when you all jacked up with your vision because your vision will not stabilize. Your vision will fall. Hallelujah. I don't care how it looks, eventually it falls. Hallelujah. When your vision your foundational vision is not in line. So your personal vision has to be tied to your foundational vision. Hallelujah. That's why people struggle so much. Hallelujah. When you have not allowed the foundational vision to take place in your life, you sabotage your personal vision that God has given you for your life. It's sabotaged from the beginning. Sabotaged, hallelujah. 
back when I was about 20, I give this good example. I, I immediately thought of this. Uh, back when I was in my 20s, that was about maybe two, three years ago. And uh, <laughs> I'm not telling my age, you all. But back when I was in my 20s, I knew someone who was given a vision and a gift to write. Oh, my gosh. The stuff that he wrote, it, 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 was, it blew my mind. I'm like, wow, this is nice. You got to get this out. You got to begin to, you know, and I began to encourage them. He was an excellent writer. He wrote screenplays and poetry, musical lyrics. Uh, he interviewed uh, and wrote articles on many Hollywood stars and professional athletes, and, and yet he was just this little one town little author and he had a little segment in one of the African American papers and 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 and, and it, it it just he didn't have that foundational vision. Hallelujah. He didn't have that and as much as he tried to as much as I tried to introduce God to him, he refused just as adamantly. He tried to get it going. He tried to get that vision going. He, he left a, a, a really good job. I mean, benefits, pay, uh, to fulfill this vision full time. And, and, you know, I, I encourage, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Cause you, you know, you keep at it. Somebody going to get it. Uh, and, and, and today people of God today, he's 60 years old. And so far, his vision has been denied. There is still time. I mean, he's not dead. It ain't over till it's over. But when you have heard the gospel preached and you choose to deny it, God will deny your personal vision. You can work, but it's, it, it's like collecting that money and putting it in the pocket. It, it, it's not. He, he keeps sending uh, weeds and thorns in your, in, in, in your garden and the things that you plant and uh, to, to break that up. So uh, even in your vision, uh, if it's been constructed and looks successful, uh, it may stand. Without that foundation, it may stand for a few years. It may look nice, may look, but you give it time. And without that, that foundational vision, it perishes. It perishes. The 12 tribes of Israel were blessed. They were blessed. God, what, what did God do? He put the stamp. Stamp. Move on. Blessed. Move on. That's what he did. He blessed them and he sent them out. Move on. He was blessed. So these 12 tribes, he stamped. Blessed. But because they did not submit to the vision of the law, their kingdoms failed. Because Solomon turned from the law from that foundational vision, Solomon turned, the kingdom was now split into two. There were 10 tribes that resided in the northern part, and there were two tribes that remained in the southern part. And from that day, the north has never had an anointed king. From that day, lack of Proper vision messed up 
generations of people. We ain't talking about the people of that day. I'm talking about from king to king to king to king to king. Messed up. Northern part, ten tribes messed up for one person's lack of establishing a firm vision foundation. But Solomon's reign looked successful, didn't it? Oh, Solomon was the richest. And I'm not putting Solomon down. He had wisdom. Hallelujah. I love reading his writings and really uh, tapping into his life. So this is no down for Solomon, but his reign looked very successful. But because it did not have the proper foundational vision, it was torn, broken, and became unfruitful for generations, for generations. Satan wants you to think it's a success. He wants you to think that it's striving. But I'm here to tell you, you will go through trials and struggles trying to keep it together unnecessarily because you expend time, money, and energy into fixing it to stay afloat when all you have to do is reconstruct the foundation. Hallelujah. All you have to do is reconstruct the foundation. Come on. All we have to do is reconstruct the foundation. Hallelujah. Don't waste your time on repairing windows. Don't waste your time on, on, on repairing uh, uh, the roof, uh, 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 expending money, taking out loan after loan after loan to uh, ensure that the vision God gave you stand afloat. You don't have to keep doing that. You just need to take the time, which most of us say we don't have, Take the time and work on reconstructing the foundation. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Hallelujah. We use tape on that nativity scene that year. We use, we use uh, you know how the holes became too big so it would kind of lean over. We took and put some... <laughs> We put some napkins down in the holes to to make it stand up right. But over time, it gave out, and we had to replace the foundation. Hallelujah. And do do you think we went and got another styrofoam foundation for that nativity scene? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We got something extremely sturdy. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Ah, yay. We don't replace it with the same material. Hallelujah. We want to replace it, hallelujah, with something that stands. Hallelujah. Don't expend your time on something that is destined to fall. And please do not waste your time on something to prove a point that you can do it without God. And I know we don't say that a lot of times, but when we don't include God into the vision, hallelujah, when we don't uh, uh, take the time to to establish that uh, uh, foundational vision, what we're saying is that we can do this thing without you. We can do this thing without you. And don't give the excuse that you don't have the time and energy to put into the foundation. I ain't got the time to be reading and praying and fasting. Right now, I got to get this business afloat. I got to get this 
this ministry afloat. I gotta uh whatever you're doing, I gotta I gotta get it together. Right now I just don't have the time out of my day to take and read the word and pray in the mornings and do all the fasting and all of that. I don't have time right now. But but I'm telling you people of God, when you don't take the time to do that, you are expending time on repairing a faulty a, a, a structure that will ultimately fall. Hallelujah. If your vision isn't manifesting, if it isn't moving, if it isn't growing, if it isn't maturing, go back to the foundation. Set it aside. I, I, I promise you, God promises you today that it won't fail. If you take the time to do that, he'll honor that. He'll honor that. So a long time ago, when I was about five, and I've given this uh, example uh, uh, in some venues, so forgive me if you've heard it, uh, but God placed a vision in me of adopting children. When I was five years old, I was looking at a feed the children, and, and I said, I, I'm going to help some kids. And that's what I was crying. I was five years old watching that infomercial, and it just made me cry. And it was at that point that I had decided that I was going to help kids that could not help themselves. And, 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 and that vision kept, kept there, stayed there, and it kept growing, and it kept growing. And, and, it, and, it, and then it became really ignited when I was a teenager, and I was watching the Josephine Baker story, and, and, and she adopted children from all around the nation, and she adopted so many of them that they ended up, she ended up going broke and, and couldn't keep, but she just wanted to rescue children, and they called uh, her, her family the Rainbow Tribe, and, and oh my, I was ready then, I was like, yes, that's what it's all about, and, 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 and uh, she went broke. She she put everything into uh, caring for these children, and, and 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 many of them are still living today. Uh, but um, I, I I was going. That was my vision. I was going to get married and have a house full of children. And and I, and I met a man, and I shared my vision of wanting to adopt children on our very first date because I don't play. Let me tell you what, what my, my vision is, and if it aligns with yours, then we can move forward. But if not, don't waste my time. Hallelujah. So he agreed, and he thought it was a wonderful idea. And, in fact, he added that since he had various elements and, you know, he just didn't want to pass that on to a child. So he, he agreed. He was excited about the idea of adopting. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is the man. I, 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 I started linking up, and we got married, and, Two years into our marriage, he approached me. He said, I got to talk to you about something. Hey, I know I told you that I wanted children, but I don't. I don't. And, and, oh, my gosh, the tears, the brokenness. I had never felt so much gut-wrenching pain in my life at that time. Never. We stayed married for 10 years. 10 years. Ten years we stayed married. We didn't uh, divorce because of that. I don't want you to think that it was because of that, but these are some of the things that went on within the ten years of marriage. And in my brokenness, I began to cry out into the Lord, and I began to uh, 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 pattern my life after after Him. I, it was like I was panting towards the water. 
Hallelujah. I just, I couldn't get enough of the word, and it was, it just soaked in. And uh, during these 10 years, I just took in all of God. I took in uh, uh, applications and applying it and just really grew. I mean, God just grew me up. Hallelujah. And, and I thank God for him. I, I just, I, I didn't see it that day, in that day. I just saw that I needed God. I needed all of God. And at the age of 30, uh, we began, uh, I began to uh, the process of uh, adopting children and taking classes and, and just really looking into um, my vision. We were uh, separated at that time and, and uh, didn't, you know, uh, wasn't making any progress in reestablishing the marriage. And I began to the, the process. Hallelujah. And a year later, uh, within that time, the divorce went through, and uh, uh, that's when uh, my children started uh, coming into my home. Hallelujah. Our home. And I say this because God was allowing me during that 10 years to build a solid foundation before I stepped out into the vision he gave me. So he gave me that vision at five. Hallelujah. At 21, I could have been gone on my vision and adopt, but, but, but I wasn't ready. I, there were some things I had to grasp. There were some, 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 some uh, 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 things I had to take on and go through and, and build up stamina and build up my relationship with God before he allowed me to step out into my personal vision. vision. Praise God. Because my vision was tied to other people. And had it not had I not been ready with that firm vision foundation, my children's lives would have been at risk. And not only that, but their children. And not only that, but their children. Because vision is always, always tied to people. Vision is always tied to people. Amen. So when we look at the life of David, David was anointed king. He was anointed king, I believe, at the age of 17. He's young, young child, 17, king. He did not rule as king until he was 30 years old. Does that sound familiar? Hallelujah. During that 13-year preparation, he fought lions, fought bears. He fought Goliath. He sat at king's tables. He he ruled a small army. He did all of this before God gave him his personal or allowed him to walk in his personal vision. David submitted himself to the vision of God before he walked in his personal vision. God readied that thing. He said, I'm going to anoint you right now, but you're not ready. You're not ready. And people could have, he could have busted through. He could have done it long ago. The people were praising him. He could have took Saul out long ago and reigned as king. David was a warrior. He had the opportunity to take him on out, and, and the people loved him. You know, the people sang praise. Oh, you know, Saul killed his thousands, David his ten thousands, and you know, that, that, that ignited a jealousy in Saul, but 
David had to do all of this so that his foundational vision was uh, secure. Hallelujah. Let's look at the life of Joseph. Joseph was given the vision. How about this? At 17, we see in the pattern here, at the age of 30, he interpreted Pharaoh's dream and became second in command to the king. 1730. Oh, okay. So another 13-year gestation. Uh, does it sound familiar? He had to go through losing everything, all of his family, his money, his place. Uh, uh, you know that that blessed stamp move on. He 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 that 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 didn't that wasn't nigh to him. He had to go through, he had to become totally dependent upon God. He had to Stay true to God's law. He had to continue to trust God no matter what. This helped him rule the nation well. This helped him in walk out in that vision that God gave him way back when he was 17 years old. Had he not submitted to this, this vision and, and these uh, directions and instructions from God during that 13-year period, Oh, his people, he wouldn't have been able to save his people. You see, his vision was tied to people. Hallelujah. Both of these visions impacted a great many people in their time, but also in generations to come. I'm, I always remember the vision that God gives. So I'm just saying, always remember the vision that God gives you that is always tied to people. Let's remember that. The vision is always, and not just the people now, but the people in generations to come. Where he, what, where he has you working is always tied to people. Hallelujah. If you work in corporate America, you're there because you're tied to people that, that he's trying to get through to. If you're in a church and you really don't want to be there and you don't, but God ain't moved you, it's because you're tied to people hallelujah, that God uh, wants you to be a blessing to. So, so when you don't take the time to set the proper foundation, you are messing with a lot of lives. People's lives are in your hands. So this vision thing, you know everybody want a vision now, right? I got a vision, you got a vision, what's your vision? But, but I don't think we really stop and take time to, to know that, how many people will be affected? Not just now, but, oh, my gosh, generations to come. Hallelujah. I've said this before, but I think it lends me saying again, I think I can say this again, when God gave me the vision of implementing his principles into primarily inner city schools, I had no clue how to start it. So God gave me a personal vision. He wanted me to impart his principles into inner city public schools. I had no clue. I found myself praying, and one day I began, I said, okay, I got an idea. The vision began to explode. I said, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Okay, Lord. And he began to show me how to do this. He began to what? Give me the instructions and the directions on how to do it. And one day my heart I don't know. I just it became heavy. I, I was seeing a lot of uh, 
children being abducted and, and raped and, and trafficked and killed. And, and my heart was just bleeding for him that day. And as I went into prayer, I said, Lord, just how can people do that? How can people be so callous and mean to do that to something so innocent? And I was going up and I was praying and, and, I, and I always take the time to listen in my prayers. And God, and during that prayer that day, God told me that I was doing the same thing by not moving out expediently on the vision he gave me. Wow. I was killing people because I didn't, I wasn't moving out on the vision of establishing his principles in inner city schools. I said, I'm on it. I'm on it. I, I, I got, I, I had the crux. Of, of, of that uh, business completed in like six months, you know, and, and it's ready to roll, but I'm still, there's some things that I need to get. I'm going to school now, um, and it's all along the way. Again, God feeding me his vision, his instruction, and without that, I could have just went. I could have just went out and just started doing it and failing, fail, fail. Uh, failed this school system, failed that school system, failed that school. Because right now, God is saying you don't have the criteria yet to really usher that in. So take the time, work on this foundation of this personal vision, and then you can move out. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm still working expediently on the vision. Hallelujah. But God said, take the time out. He's given me his instructions and his directions. Hallelujah, because I know, hallelujah, that lives are tied to this vision. So the book he gave you, the business he gave you, the nonprofit he gave you, know this. You are killing people that would not otherwise live if you were just obedient to the vision God has given you. If God, and I'm talking about the foundational vision first. And then the personal vision. There are people that are waiting to be healed. There are people that are waiting to be saved. Hallelujah. And it's by your instrument, by the vision that he has uh, for you that, that need to save these people. They need to reach these people. See, you can't reach the people that I can reach. I have a whole nother uh, set of, of people that I influence. Hallelujah. So that's how the kingdom of God, hallelujah, manifests on earth, and that's how it continues to grow, hallelujah. So don't think going back or, or taking the time to work on the foundation first is not moving out on the vision, your personal vision. It's the most essential part of your personal vision, the most oftentimes the most that is curtailed, the most that's not taking place. Hallelujah. Most times when we are given a vision, we take it personal. This is another thing we do. We take it personal, right? Uh, What's your your vision? Oh, my vision is this. My vision is this. It's our vision. It's ours. And when we start thinking that the vision is ours, then we take the latitude to move and what we think it should be. Hallelujah. But you know, when we always keep sight that the vision is never ours, it's God's, it's not our vision, it's God's vision working through us, hallelujah, it's not our vision, and when we can keep in mind that it's God's vision working in us, then we can set 
that that visionary foundation. We can set that foundation because we know, hallelujah, that it's not built on us. Let's set the foundation today. Let's set a solid foundation, hallelujah, so our visions, our personal visions can manifest in a way that God sees fit. So generations after us will continue to be blessed. So the kingdom of God on earth comes to the full knowledge of Christ. So your steadfastness, you're immovable, and you're abounding always when you have that foundational vision. Hallelujah. So when they yell, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna one day and crucify you the next, you are not moved. So when you throw in your fire, when you're thrown in the fiery furnace, you are not moved. When you walk through uh, the lion's den, you are not moved. When you put your head in, when they put your head in a chopping block, you are not moved. When you have no money to start your personal vision, you are not moved. When things start going wrong with your marriage, your children, your family, you are not moved. When your health starts to take a downward spin, you are not moved. It's that vision, that foundation that God wants you to have before entrusting his ministry in your care. If you do not have faith in him to bring through your vision will be denied. I heard a preacher say that a cemetery is the richest place in the world because so many visions were denied. There are inventions there, books there, revelation there, charity projects there, processes and systems there. And because they did not put faith and the true and the living God, their visions were denied. People of God, let's move out in the vision of our foundation first. Even if you have to halt your business now, it's worth the investment. Trust God. He will make up any loss you take when you take the time to repair your visional foundation. Hallelujah. Ha ah, yeah. Let's take the time, people of God. Let's take the time to 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 lend to that 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 foundational vision today. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. Let it ignite in each of us. Hallelujah. Let it, the Heavenly Father, take root in each of us. Let it begin to prosper, hallelujah, 100-fold, hallelujah, for the upbuilding of your body, hallelujah, for the manifestation of your kingdom here on earth, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor for all that you've done. We thank you, O Lord, for visiting us today, for, O Lord, imparting your word in each of us today. Lord, we thank you, and we, the Heavenly Father, appreciate all that you do for us, hallelujah. As we celebrate this resurrection day, Father, we just thank you. We don't take what you did lightly. We're here right now because of you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.